0: I love I love I love I love love Come with me if you want to live I love I love I love I love power love
1: No I am for time travel
0: Ho 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 Merry Christmas
1: Hello and welcome to the final episode <laughs> of uh 2023 Even though I said this like two episodes ago Um yeah <laughs> I I think it will be uh, So <laughs> my name... <laughs> My name is Tony, and joining me all the way from around the corner is Kwa. Lurking. Hello. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, We're a podcast for Nerds by Nerds. Um, Of course, you guys probably, I don't know if there are new listeners, but um, (laughs) you guys who have been listening, you already know who we are. Yeah, I don't know why I'm like starting this off really awkward. (laughs) 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 I usually don't. Um, I'm, I'm probably still recovering. I don't know. But um. Anyway, uh today's uh topic episode is actually just we are recapping like the biggest news items uh in entertainment, video games and media, nerd media uh in 2023 because in a few days from this date it will be the new year. So we're just recapping everything from 2023. Not everything, but you know, you know, the the big news items. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, before we do that, how have you been doing?
0: Uh good. Um we we just had like the whole Christmas thing. Uh, I'm sure you you were busy with your family, and I was busy with mine. Uh, and the listeners were probably busy doing their own thing as well. Um, but uh, it was I would say it was entertaining, at least for me, because um, so my my nephew he turned thirteen. Uh, like recently, so his birthday was like before the before Christmas, and then for so I took him out and everything for his birthday, but then I told him, well, enjoy it because it's like your last time you ever get any more presents because you're you're no longer a kid you're a teenager now and then he was so skeptical and then i I brought it uh I did it all the way until like Christmas I got his like sister like a gift but I, I didn't get him or I didn't give him any gifts yet <laughs> I held it out for so long and he was like so skeptical the whole time when I think he finally gave in. And that's when I finally review, it's okay. If you still get one more present, but it was so good. I got his uh, mom in on it as well. And I also got like the, uh, my other cousin in as well. So it's like, oh yeah, you're, you're an adult now. You're, I mean, you're a teenager. Now you don't, you have to earn yourself. And then the first thing he said, like, man, being a teenager suck. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm like, yes, yes, excellent. Man, you played the
1: long game on that one. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. I'm very
0: consistent.
1: <laughs> you know, that reminds me of this joke that this one comedian guy said, Hannibal Buress. He was just mm-hmm. talking about like um uh uh like like how his uh he had like a really really young like uh yeah, like nephew or something mm-hmm. and like he was like work, I, I'm gonna butcher the whole thing but I'm just trying to give you like the, the quick gist of it is that basically he's working on the computer or something and then the kid like the little kid like comes up messes it up and then like press everything on the keyboard and then like um and he's like come on man no no don't touch that you can't type and then he's like he says that he has this fear that you know like 18 years later like one day he just like does something and then he like wakes up and he sees his nephew standing there and then he takes his hands and it crushes his fingers and then his nephew says no man you can't hide (laughs) (laughs) yeah so (laughs) that reminded me of that so the super long (laughs) game
0: yeah once he's an adult I'm (laughs) like man can't wait for him to get back at me I have five years of sanity left
1: (laughs) yeah you should look up that guy, by the way, Hannibal <laughs> Bares. He has some like pretty good comedy. Okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, so that's good. Yeah, I, I mean, for us, we didn't really do much because we were all like sick and just like recovering. Oh. Um. Okay. Oh my gosh. So you know how I got COVID and then um I recovered. <clears throat> I got rebound COVID. Did I tell you that?
0: No. Wait. Oh. I think, is that what it's called? Rebound COVID. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like after a week. Um, so, after five days, I started testing negative, which is fine. Symptoms go away. Mm-hmm. And then, like, after, like, a week from the first time I got symptoms, I uh, got sick again and tested positive again. And um, Jeez. it's not as severe usually. So, I was fine. It was just, like, really annoying because it was, like, stuffy nose and, you know, um, all that stuff. But um, my wife didn't get a rebound. Um, so far, my kids didn't. But then my dad got rebound and my mom got rebound. So... I'm like, is this a gene in my family that we just all get rebound COVID? So yeah, my dad texted me this morning showing that my mom and dad's uh, tests, and they're they're both positive. Oh geez, yeah. so
0: is is the symptom for rebound COVID worse or same?
1: Typically, it's um. It's supposed to be less. So rebound happens. Um, they've they've been seeing it more with people who take the, the medication, Paxlovid. And the way that Paxlovid works is that it decreases the ability for the virus to attach and replicate, right? So by doing that, by reducing its ability to do that, then it kind of slowly dies off. So you kill that first, like, few days of the most infectious period. And then you're done with the med after five days. So okay. rebound tends to occur... They're just theorizing this, that the um, medication doesn't fully uh, get rid of all of it. So then there's a couple left, and then they can still latch on and replicate. So then you you get rebound COVID. But by the time you get the rebound COVID, your body should have already developed some immunity so that you don't get severe disease. So that's, that's all theorized, right? We don't know for sure, but that's what people think.
0: Oh, got it.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I tested negative again two days ago, and then um, I'm negative again today, so I'm pretty good now. Um, I still have, like, weird post-nasal drip symptoms, but whatever. It's fine. But would your kids get it? No, because it's it's supposed to be the same virus, so I don't know. Like, I tested one of my kids today, and she's still negative. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, hopefully they get their mom's genes and don't have a rebound effect, so... (laughs) yeah
0: yes yes find that wood to knock on
1: right here <laughs> that, that sounds pretty plastic to me uh it's wood i think i think it's ikea wood yeah that's like laminated
0: <laughs> laminated yeah. fake
1: wood it looks like real wood it has like the striation of wood because they screwed up with the paint so the paints are not really solid oh okay <laughs> yeah i don't even know if this is ikea or a mom and pop shop huh anyway but yeah um you want to start talking about stuff
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes let's start talking about it
1: okay stuff there's um and you and i talked about this earlier but listeners there's a ton of like negative things so we're gonna try to like start off with the negative stuff Put a few positive things in there. But we're going to try to end the episode with positive stuff. So, yeah, we'll try to do that. Um, but, yeah, the first negative thing. Actually, I'm not going to say negative or positive. I'll just tell you what the thing is and then we talk about it. Yeah. Um, just to get at this out of the way, the biggest thing uh, in the video game industry has been the layoffs. So, 2023, massive layoffs everywhere. I mean, it's crazy. I don't know, like... You know, much of the details about it, like you've been working in the industry, mm-hmm. um, has it really affected you, or you know, what are your thoughts about it? Um,
0: it it definitely it has for me personally it hasn't affected uh, luckily, uh, but it has in, in uh, affected like the industry in a way, um, just because like I see more uh, people looking for opportunities now, and just more of. Uh, lay a massive layouts on my LinkedIn and whatnot. Uh, so I get news of that, uh, in that sense. Uh, but also kind of, it's kind of weird because like in the States I'm kind of expecting it to be honest. Uh, -hmm. it just happens like so often that it's like, okay, it's even though the the job was supposed to be like secure and stable, it's always in like in quotations, uh, but there's always like a day where it's like, oh, all of a sudden, that stable job, you just lose it out of nowhere. And it's more of like, it, it could be more of like a political thing that, that's way above my pay grade. Um, but, uh, what I do really enjoy, uh, about or the seeing when this happened is just like the, the community, uh, in, in the animation where within the field. Um, they really, to help each other out, so like if let's say uh, somebody from like let's say I don't know, but there's uh, has like a massive layoffs or whatever, and it's a massive thing, uh, then people from within the industry would be like, Hey, uh, I understand there's a whole bunch of industry and uh, in, uh, a whole bunch of job layoffs happening at the moment. Um, we at blah 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 is uh is having opening for or having openings for like these positions. Feel free to contact me for all of this. Uh, or like just other people within the industry will be like, Hey, I'm, I know some people I could uh, start network, uh, networking with you about this certain situation. So feel free to reach out. So it becomes more, a lot more people within the industry, uh, lend out a helping hand. So I think that's like the definitely great thing that I see come out of it. Uh, everything else is just more of the, on the higher ups thing that I, the, we have really no say or insight on, uh, but yeah, that that's how it kind of affects me in a sense. It's just like okay, this the job market is a little bit unstable at the minute, where you might have a job one day, but you might not have it another, and more and those stable jobs, as in like salary and whatnot, uh, they kind of rarely exist from from what I've seen in terms of trends. Uh, just because, like, uh, a lot of times it's about budget and people don't have budget, or companies don't have budget for certain things. And so, like, it becomes more contract work, uh, or just like freelance. You work like five months here or like two weeks here, three weeks there, and you find it's like hopping from job to job. So it's always rough, especially during the, um, the holiday season when it's like busy and can be expensive, uh, with like all the family activities and buy gifts and whatnot. Uh, but I think, with the new year coming about, it's going to be a lot more stable. Um, yeah, and I think now that the rider strike is over, there's going to be more opportunities for sure. So I'm looking forward to next year to see how everything kind of pans out.
1: Yeah, that's uh interesting to hear from like you know the the perspective of someone that works in the industry because you know for me I'm just like from the outside looking in, and um all I could see is like oh crap, these layoffs are like affecting so many people. And, you know, from my end, right, I'm in the healthcare technology side, the layoffs were happening in there too. Um, It just felt like this year, just like tons of layoffs were happening in, in industries that are not healthcare, like fully healthcare. You know, like the healthcare side itself hasn't been really majorly affected, but anything like technology side, anything like entertainment side, anything media side, video game side, like there's just been a lot of like, um, layoffs and, uh, you know, just overall, like a negative feel in those industries. So, yeah, I mean, like you hoping 2024 is going to be better, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah, like and like you said, it's really cool. I do see that too about the the community coming together and helping people out. So, like on LinkedIn, I see people like, oh, like oh, this company is um, is gone now, but please, this whole staff here, everybody here has these experiences. Please help them out. And it's like super common on LinkedIn to see ca- that kind of thing being shared, and you know, just people supporting each other.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's kind of one of the 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 cool thing that I kind of see the Pfizer side of people, I guess. Uh and it's kind of it's kind of refreshing, even though like everything is like really uh isn't going really well uh economically, but there's still you can see like uh the humane side of things and it's kind of like refreshing to to just witness, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and you mentioned earlier about the writer's strike, which is actually on the list of things to talk about. So that's a good segue into uh, next thing which was the big big writer strike and uh in the actor's strike during 2023 which (laughs) another negative thing it it caused a lot of people to not have you know they can't do their job and they can't have because they're on strike because they're part of you know the union and all those companies that or all those people who kind of violated the strike rules were then kind of like blacklisted not really blacklisted but shunned or something um Something like that, right? Well, it's it's hard. To yeah,
0: say. I don't know, but I don't know. If it's like the, the exact wording for it, but yes. yeah,
1: yeah. So I don't know. There's that. I mean, okay. And on a related note, <laughs> the right because the other big thing that happened in this year was ChatGPT, which and meant AI, which meant you know everything AI, which meant you know writer strike, actor strike, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, what are your comments and thoughts about all that?
0: i feel like we're in a very transitional stage um with ai and like, like gpt and stuff uh emerging it's kind of like a it's like a new industry kind of or or yeah like a, a somewhat new industry kind of just um uh, peeking its head out and then some people are trying to take a whack at it and then try to introduce to uh, introduce it to like, the common workflow and whatnot so it's a very weird we're in a very weird uh transition I feel like we're we have to sort things out because I think in this previous year we talked a lot about like uh, AI and Chat GPT stuff as well, um, and there's like opportunities for work, but there's also opportunities for uh, I guess like people lose certain opportunities. Um, but that we there's like no defined what's the word I'm looking for. There's no defined like regulations or right way of doing things was like how we talked about earlier this year about like uh ai stealing or taking like reference from like uh current artists and whatnot yeah we have no legal we don't know the legal workaround and how things work we're still trying to figure things out it's kind of like that very broad exaggeration but it's like the the prohibition sort of uh age where it's like oh is this illegal is this bad we're gonna we're gonna ban this we're gonna not ban this that sort of thing so yeah yeah we're just trying to figure I think this is like a very transitional thing that we're trying to figure out and hopefully we'll overcome it sooner uh, rather than later Um, because things are moving very and and I think like with technology things moves very very fast so we just need to see how things uh, how we need to figure out how to adapt to things faster that's pretty much it that's what I think at least
1: Yeah. Yeah. no, I, I agree. I mean, AI has its place. It does help me with like some of my day-to-day like workload Mm -hmm. um, or managing tasks or, you know, like help summarizing things, Mm -hmm. but it's, I don't know. I, again, I'm on the healthcare side. I would never trust AI um, at least in its current form to like do the actual full job of someone in healthcare, because there's just so many like nuances that a human person needs to have um, for those decisions. So, but, um, and then that, the whole point too about AI art, it's interesting because some of the AI art tools out there um, are actually some of them will tell you like whatever you create is going to be yours to own. And you could do whatever you want with it as long as you mm-hmm. follow the regulations. And it's like, what regulations? Yeah. Right. So <laughs> so like because then like I have some AI art tools and I'm a part of like this Facebook group that people who have the same tools and they talk about making T-shirts with their AI tools. And I'm just like, is this is this? appropriate like is this like we don't know the source you know like yeah. is it who's the owner it's just confusing right yeah so yeah i don't know and then, but, like, we, yeah earlier,
0: like, we were just talking like you showed like memes of like the home alone thing or, or not the home alone like the uh, the starfield thing yeah, uh, yeah. and then we were just like oh man so it's just like the future where we just use ai to just make memes for us or customize meme of like certain art before when to go to like uh, what's that? What's A that? Meme uh, sorry, for generator? Whole bunch of, no, not, not meme generator, but like um, using whole bunch of the, the clip art thingy. Oh, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, instead of using the clip art thing, this is now like we, we have our own source of clip art. We don't have to use real people for that database.
1: It's, it's funny because I have been creating memes with my art generator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, I purchased a one-time license for like 200-something dollars because the purpose yeah. was using it for like my escape room. Oh. And then uh, I've been using it for memes. <laughs> I, only, I only used it for my escape room like three times. And then the rest of like the 20-plus times were just memes. See, this is
0: technology. I mean, this is like the current generation. Yeah.
1: It's, funny. it's fun, though. It's really fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, so so, uh, side topic. Was um the place I work at is supposedly be being acquired? They tell us it's a merger, but they saying they're saying that it's being uh you know combined with another organization in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's being acquired because of you know the new name of the organization will be the name of the San Diego place. So it's like uh that sounds like we're being acquired. But anyway, <laughs> um the logo that I work at is like a bear. And then the logo of the other place that's gonna be merging with us is a kite. So I've been using the the art AI thing to like make some funny like combination of the the two logos. Mm-hmm. Which you know, um, I mean, there's a proper way of like the bear flying the kite, and that's an appropriate logo. But some of my coworkers was like, "Oh, make it so that the bear is flying the kite in the air, but he's falling into the ground and just being fearful of falling." Because he can't hold on to the kite, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like putting that in, and I it generates it, and it's so funny. And then there's another one where like, oh, make him run away from a kite that's that has a mouth and is chasing after it like a shark. <laughs> 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 so, so yeah, all those stuff come out like pretty well on the on the AI art stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. So using it for personal meme entertainment purposes. It's Yeah, worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, you were mentioning earlier um while well, we were talking about AI uh about the Starfield AI thing mm-hmm. um we can jump into our next topic which is uh <laughs> about the Starfield game like flopping and I have it on my list of topics that Starfield sucks, but. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> But, yeah, um, I I haven't played Starfield, but I've seen a lot of people talk about how bad it is. Yeah. Um, and then something that, you know, I was aware of that you sent me, you know, just to remind. The, the thing about, like, people complaining to Bethesda about Starfield, you want to, like, tell the listeners about the responses that Bethesda gave them?
0: Yeah. Um, I think I'm just generalizing it, but, like, the main thing was – They were saying like, uh, the planet were very plain and there was nothing to do. So it was kind of boring. Um, but there's the response was like, well, when people went to the moon, uh, back then there was nothing up there as well. And so, but they didn't seem bored. So, (laughs) so it's like doubling down on what it is (laughs) rather than than trying to solve the issue at hand. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is is this kind of, (laughs) is this kind of like, uh, was a damage control? That doesn't really, it's like putting out uh, a fire with oil. (laughs) I know.
1: know. It's it's almost like it was answered with ChatGPT, right?
0: Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like ChatGPT would be. Nicer, <laughs> would we'll be smarter and how to and know how to reply to that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it was basically to me. It came off as like we're not boring. You're boring. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, yeah. So, it's what are you talking about? It's, it's great. It's based on realistic stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, you play games to escape reality, though. So it's like, why would you like? It's so weird. It's such a such a weird way. But you know, it's it was also. In a way, impossible to meet those expectations because Bethesda released like two major, major franchises mm-hmm. that lasted for years and years, and this Starfield thing was supposed to be the next big one. You know, mm-hmm. like previously it was Fallout, and um, oh my gosh, what was the other one, that, the big one that they had? Uh, Super big. Oh my gosh, uh, I can't believe I forgot. Yeah, they're known for Fallout and something else. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. listeners, you're gonna kill me right now, but.
0: <laughs> what was oh, I know what you're talking about. Try remember. Uh Elder Scroll? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elder Scrolls. Yeah, yeah. Skyrim, Elder Scrolls. So.
1: Uh, Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah. Skyrim. There you, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That was what I was thinking of. Yeah. So it's like think about it. They re-released Skyrim so many years and <laughs> they kept releasing Fallout games. So this was supposed to be the next big thing. Um and just like everybody's just like, this game is boring. So <laughs> see. Yeah.
0: See, like I think the thing is um if they had handled it or decided to handle it kind of like how No Man's Sky did. Things where people would have been like, okay, we'll wait. We'll see what happens. But then this is kind of like um, the whole blizzard incident a while ago where it's like, oh, you have phones, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. need to tell you something about that offline too. Okay. But but yeah. But yeah. Do you guys not have phones? (laughs) Um, yeah, Yeah. So... It's almost <laughs> like the guy who responded to those things didn't have any customer service experience, or yeah. they're on their way out. I don't know. Um, it was like I feel like Bethesda um, should have had like a way to so so they're stuck right. They're stuck in a weird spot. Either they respond by saying no, this is the game we intended to release, and mm-hmm. this is uh, our belief in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing was they could also respond in a way that no man's sky was in which like oh we're still updating this this is not the the end goal yet which then t- puts them in another weird situation where like why did you hype up this unfinished game you know yeah so which is what mortal Kombat one did which i hate <laughs> i'm still pissed off about that but um anyway <laughs> yeah so that was the whole starfield thing uh i think i think I haven't checked Super Best Friends video game sleepover stream lately, but I think David over there still plays the game um, on stream sometimes. Okay. I think so. I don't remember. So so you guys check them out. Check Super Best Friends video game sleepover um, on Twitch. So twitch.tv slash SBFVGS. And uh, he streams actually a lot of different games. So it's really fun. He's like really um, upbeat and it's really entertaining just to watch. But um, yeah. So yeah. Okay. So that was Starfield. So what's the next thing? Let's see. I just mentioned Mortal Kombat one, which leads to another topic I had, which is a crap ton of games having microtransaction hell. (laughs) (laughs) There's no positive in any of this, huh? It's just all (laughs) negative right now.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, to be fair, it's not even, um, it's not even games at this point. It's more of, uh, anything software related or, or actually just everything in general because it's more of a subscription base.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's been like that. It's um everything is becoming a serv- service like a software as a service or games as a service. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, sure. It is what it is. Again, like there are certain types of video games that work well as a service mm-hmm. like those ongoing support type of games, right? Like yeah. the, you know, um, what's it called? Uh, No Man's Sky or yeah. uh you know uh fortnite you know games like that have a long history of consistent content and it makes sense to have the content in seasons and stories um what i don't like personally is like how fighting games have gotten into that as a service method mm-hmm. so street fighter 6 is like that um mortal kombat 1 is like that where they're kind of forcing you into a games as a service mode for example mortal kombat 1 they have this single player mode called um invasions and it's like an overworld map like Mm -hmm. you know super mario world and then you go through these different things and you fight people and then there's like power-ups and all that stuff Mm. it's like the most boring like mode i've ever played in a fighting game but they put they're all in on it so as a service every season there's a new story and new Mm -hmm. game and whatever and you got to purchase season pass to like get the next season all that stuff right um and then all these unnecessary dlc like holiday fatalities being sold as DLC or, you know, when you and I talked about a few episodes ago about like, at what point will they put special moves as DLC, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the future brings for that with all the microtransaction stuff. Like, I don't know. I think it makes more sense in video games that are like action adventures, more story driven, like superhero games, right? Like superhero mm-hmm. games that have like, you know, Um, big like events that happen where a bunch of people have to go on a common goal right it's Mm -hmm. like a team-based thing like uh i don't know if they did something like with the avengers like that i think they did but the game i think they're they're ending the server soon but um you know like superhero things and team up stuff right does that make sense
0: yeah no i I think i know what you mean but i think
1: for for me as a a gamer
0: I've, i've always been like i'm cool with microtransaction if it doesn't like affect the main content like you, what you were saying, like with like, um, Street Fighter, uh, like the characters were, were locked behind like DLC or microtransaction. I mean, that, that's pretty, that's pretty bad because that's a part of the game. And then I would like it where it's, if it's just like cosmetic stuff, you know, like if let's say, sure, there's a, like a holiday season, uh, skin for like Brayden or something where he's a Christmas light or something like that, you know? Like, sure, yeah, you buy like five bucks or I don't know, ten bucks, or whatever, how, however many just to have them like a certain skin when you play as them, that's perfectly fine with me. And you still have like the base, it doesn't affect like the base game of it. Like unlocking stuff each season, that that's a bit, I mean, for me personally, it's a bit questionable still. I mean, I'd rather like they just not do that or they just have... uh Hmm. I'm trying to think because I've never been a fan of microtransaction in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's just like the modernizing way of saying like this, but it's like your your option works. It's like definitely like the, the lesser of the evil. I prefer like no evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it's kind of funny because um so I think yesterday something I saw. One of like the, the YouTube shorts, a random YouTube shorts, uh, about like this guy. Uh, he just goes around and he uh, he evaluates like the certain UI UX of uh, of, of just anything. Uh, for listeners who don't know, UI UX is just like user interface and user experience, uh, how that feels, uh, and then he would rate it, uh, give a rating. And one of this uh, thing was that he was uh, checking out was a a calculator. Uh, so it's a like standard calculator at first. You press in it the number, but if you press plus, minus, divide, a pop-up shows up and says this function is not available in the free version. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> can you imagine just like a calculator with no like ability to add a plus or minus?
1: <laughs> I know it's just like oh, here, here's the here's the GUI, the the graphical user interface. You can press things, but there's no function at all. You have to pay for it.
0: You could press numbers. <laughs> you just can't yeah. do anything with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't even clear it. That would be funny. Like, oh, I mean, to clear it, <laughs> you gotta pay. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. So aside when you when you talk about like uh, microtransaction, how I just like man, that is so good <laughs> that, that I just saw that recently.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah, and I I agree with you too about like, like it's the base gameplay. I don't want to have to pay. For things that affect gameplay, like mm-hmm. that's the worst. Like, I don't know, that I mean, that becomes essentially pay to win, right? Yeah, 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 but yeah. Uh, well, let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> 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 um, what were we talking about? Superheroes, I mentioned that in that, so let's transition to superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, uh, what's his name? Uh, the was it Judge Greg mm-hmm. from the Rio Hero Talk uh, podcast? And also John Layola like he kind of like chimed into. Uh, they were also, they were talking about like the future of superhero movies. And I want to bring up like in 2023, some stuff that happened. So first of all, um, just to get this out of the way, you know, Jonathan Majors, or have you heard of him?
0: No, I haven't.
1: So Jonathan Majors plays this character named Kang the Conqueror, and he was in multiple Marvel movies and he was hailed to be the next big thing, right? Like he is supposed <laughs> to be the next Thanos level threat, but multiverse. Style. He is supposed to go across the multiverse and, you know, conquer everything. Um, He's played this character for a while now, um, but because of his allegations and now conviction of uh, domestic violence, that right when the conviction came out and like it was like the court was done, Disney fired him immediately. So and then they they also had to change the name of the future Avengers movies, which used to be Kang Dynasty. But now it's just called Avengers 5. So I think they're in a the big reshuffling, but they're, because they're like, oh crap, what do we do now? Because they put all their eggs in their, their basket of just this guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's one thing. Um, and then on top of that, it's just the superhero movies in general. There's been a lot of flops this year. Um, Quantum what was Mania. Out this year? Oh, okay. yeah. Quantum Mania was, it flopped. Uh, Secret Invasion, the show, it flopped. Um, um. The Flash, it flopped. Uh, Shazam 2 it flopped Um, uh, what's that movie that just came out last week Uh, that nobody really Aquaman 2 (laughs) nobody really it was called (laughs) Aquaman 2 The Lost Kingdom Uh, and of course it was lost to everybody's like awareness so (laughs) it flopped Um, there's only a few good things the Loki TV show was really good Um, Mm -hmm. the What If Season 2 is really good Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is really good Um, but the Marvels is interesting the marvels is actually not a bad movie i enjoyed it but it did really bad in the theaters so um it also got released in the middle of the writer's strike and actor strike so no promotion happened so um yeah what do you think about all that whole vomit of like superhero news that i just told you about oh geez uh
0: i mean I- i'm kind of curious because like when when things actually start like one like production actually start happening you know because um obviously the writer strike happened this year but I don't know like when writers issues uh, happen in general like it might have been like in the background like that that we're not aware of for like a year or so already but but I don't know like I, I guess like with me all always like the the super mir- uh, superhero movies it at some point it's not it feels like it's becoming too many sequels in a sense. And I'm trying to figure out like what's next. Like I, I haven't seen Quantum Mania and the rest of it. So I can't really say more, but it feels very, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm. There's like a certain formula to it, like, uh, almost a cookie cutter sort of thing that, that you just lose the, at least like for me, it lose the, uh, the appeal. Uh, even though like a lot of like the cool stuff, like the, uh, the background and whatnot. I'm always a fan of like the origin story. So the moment it becomes a sequel, it kind of loses its charm for me because it's like oh now is it's is it's gonna be a movie of the day in life of this hero now and then just throw it, uh some sort of villain. I I don't watch. Yeah. I don't see. Uh, I don't read a lot of like the comic books to know more how if how it actually affected like the um if how it is affected with the lore and whatnot. So mm-hmm. like if it. Or it was just like a random character that they threw in just to have a character fight against another character.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the origin stories are always the most interesting part, and that's that's what's very difficult with these movies. Like they they did find a formula for a while that worked. Where like the reason why I think the the early MCU was successful was because they the sequels were not truly just sequels because they introduced new origins for side characters. Yeah. yeah. So it became still interesting. Like, I think Iron Man 2 had more of, like, a Black Widow. So it made it interesting to be, like, an origin of her almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, Captain America, the Winter Soldier was a sequel to Captain America, but it was the origin story of the Winter Soldier. Yeah. So A
0: segue into another character.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think they, they had a good formula back then. Yeah. um but yeah uh lately it's been more difficult and you know like there's a whole thing about marvel fatigue right we talked about this you know what's funny i just went to our podcast and looked at the very first episode on may 18th 2017 pilot episode marvel fatigue <laughs> <laughs> that was you know. me and lamb first episode recording was about marvel fatigue and it's funny that now we're talking about it again in 2023 <laughs> Man. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know how we're going to move forward. What I did notice is that um, this kind of segues into the next topic. But um, Marvel has announced already that the only movie in 2024 that they're releasing is Deadpool 3. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like there's a good movement forward because they're going to reduce quantity and probably focus on quality. So if they're putting their eggs all in the basket for Deadpool 3 then it should be good but at the same time they made the mistake of that with Jonathan Majors of <laughs> putting all their eggs in the basket for him it's true it's true so yeah um i don't know we'll see i mean it, it yeah i don't know and then the dc movies james gunn's rebooting everything with the first uh with superman legacy so he has this whole plan of like a new dc universe um so i'm hoping by him restarting it and then kind of being more on quality side it gets better and it yeah. not you know it's not like as boring as it is now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's like inject some like uniqueness and fun and I don't know, just creativeness in it. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, uh, what happens next year. I, I think definitely, uh, the Deadpool movie will, will be kind of interesting because there's been a lot of, I guess, a tidbits on the internet going around, uh, with the return of Wolverine and whatnot. Um,
1: yep and that's actually the next topic is the the bunch of deadpool three leaks oh okay well, <laughs> let's segue to that then
0: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> we're actually doing pretty good with segue topics yeah. right now so
0: yeah i'm, I'm um, just blindly segueing from one topic to another <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah so this year actually uh ryan reynolds was a little annoyed because um they were trying to keep a lot of surprises for that movie but then mm. because they were filming in like a set that's kind of accessible for anyone mm. there were a lot of leaks uh yeah, like, some leaks of, like, Sabretooth coming back, some leaks of, like, I think Toad uh, mm-hmm. from the Fox movie, mm-hmm. and then uh, Hugh Jackman coming back. That wasn't a leak. Like, the leak was actually the costume itself. So um, <laughs> did you see the costume? for yeah, for- yeah. yeah.
0: It's, it's, like, the 90s costume.
1: Yeah, I thought that was awesome. It looks, like, pretty close to the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that leaked. And then the set that they were fighting on in the snow, there's a giant logo of like the 20th century Fox studio, but it's like broken down and destroyed in the background. So it's like, (laughs) it's like them fighting each other in some kind of multiverse battle while the background has a big destroyed logo of Fox and it's like (laughs) super meta and super hilarious. So I'm like, okay, well that leaked, but that just gives me more confidence in this movie. (laughs) Right, yeah. like it, it definitely just,
0: feels more like a a, a fan made, you know, sorry, a movie made for fans. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And it's still going to be rated R. You know, that's interesting too. It's still going to be rated R. It will still retain all that rated R stuff, but it will be the only MCU movie in 2024. So mm-hmm. Disney is putting all their eggs in the basket for a rated R movie in their MCU. Were the so,
0: other MCU like rated R?
1: No, they were all like PG. The worst was PG thirteen, which was Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, because there was like some people beheaded, some people chopped in half, some people um, falling yeah. on spikes. But even that was like PG thirteen. Oh, so yeah. So they're keeping a rated R with uh yeah, and then actually Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, um, Chris Pratt dropping the f bomb, and that was PG thirteen. Huh.
0: the the ratings becoming very questionable lately, know. Huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um PG thirteen allows you to drop one F bomb, I think. Or something oh, like what? that. Like okay. a limited number. So But it was funny and weird because when we were watching it, I was like, wait, wait, did he did he just drop an F bomb? Wait, did I hear correctly? Wait, this is a MCU movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like they're easing us into Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, I mean like with the Deadpool three leaks, it sucks. But at the same time, Ryan Reynolds had fun with it. And he, like, I don't know if you saw, but he posted a Twitter thing where he's, like, on Twitter he wrote, "Um, I'm so disappointed in all the leaks, blah, blah, blah. And then he posted pictures, right? Mm -hmm. But the pictures were of the same leaks, but he photoshopped more people in it. So he had had people like Steve Urkel in the background or Mickey Mouse holding a bag of money. (laughs) So, (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> he has fun with it, and it's it's entertaining. It's just, like, it gives me continued confidence in the Deadpool movies.
0: See, this is how you double down on things.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, thank you, Ryan Reynolds. Thank you for having him, like, still take the lead on the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, what there? Uh, oh, sorry. Go
0: ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was ask, like what was like, the... Previously, what was the the MCU schedule for two thousand fourteen? Two
1: thousand twenty four? You mean twenty four?
0: Sorry, 24.
1: I think there were like two or three movies. I don't remember the exact schedule, but okay. um, they did have a lot of it changed uh recently because they were, I think um, was it what's his name Bob chapek Is that his name for Disney? Mm-hmm. Um, he came back to. His role or like whatever it was. He's like CEO or something like that. I can't remember, but he's some high level thing and he had left the role and then oh uh, you know, Marvel had a ton of these things come out and then quality dropped and all that stuff. And he had to come back and be like, Okay guys, we need to increase quality. And he it's weird. His statement publicly was we need more executives on the sets to control quality, which is like the weirdest thing to hear. <laughs> Right?
0: Yes, yes, I don't, hmm. yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like an oxymoron. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, but he's blaming it on because there's so much free reign that the quality has been dropping. Um, so yeah, but he had to come back, do some re- reshuffling, and then um, and the next year is just one movie for MCU.
0: Has there been uh, a lot of free reign? I feel like there's not.
1: Um. Yeah, there's enough free reign. I think, like, you know, WandaVision was like so completely free reign. Um, but that
0: did good, though. Yeah. Didn't it? Yeah.
1: yeah, it did good. Uh, what else was free reign? She Hulk had a bunch of free reign. Um, it didn't do well. Yeah, she Hulk that- had a bunch of free reign, but it didn't do well. Uh, what else was there? I think Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness had a pretty good amount of free reign because it felt like a Sam Raimi movie. Like it completely felt like it was done by Sam Raimi, which it was, but it felt more like a Sam Raimi horror movie than an actual MCU movie. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm thinking that's you know there's some truth to that because with too much free reign, there's no direction. Mm, yeah, yeah, which is also the big complaint about the current phase in Marvel is that there's no direction.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that kind of tied back down to like the the transitional period that thing that we were talking about transitional year yeah the where we're just exploring and trying to see what works what doesn't work and then move forward from there right
1: yeah yeah so it's that's that's that i guess um oh trying to stick to our segues um (laughs) speaking of twitter uh this year was when elon musk ran twitter to the ground (laughs) he changed twitter to the name x Mm -hmm. um laid off a bunch of people made the team super small and made the company lose millions of dollars in, in valuation. I don't have much else to say about that. Do you?
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I
1: barely use the
0: platforms. So I don't really know. Um, but has well, man, I understand from the thing. I think I've, I've been hearing from like both sides of things where like one is like running to the ground. The other one is keeping it bare, but it's still functioning and it's less uh I don't know
1: what's the word I'm for some more efficient process. I guess
0: in, in a way, yeah. Uh, so it's it's kind of like the I think one of the, the conversation that I heard somewhere was if the company still ran with by losing out on X amount of money, what was that money used before? You know? Like,
1: oh yeah, I mean that's a good point.
0: It's it's not dead. If it's dead dead, I think like nobody would use X anymore. But I don't mm. know. Uh, I don't know people who use it more often might have a better understanding of it than I do, but I'm just hearing from both sides of things. And that's, that's why I heard at least.
1: Yeah. I think one of the dumb things I hate about it is that to do a two factor authentication with your phone to log in, you have to pay a service fee now.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that, that kind of annoyed me. I'm not on Twitter as much as before. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just mostly on a small community on discord now, um, yeah i mean twitter i still post once in a while but and then there's like a lot of like alternatives that popped up like Mm -hmm. threads but even then threads is like the most popular one which is the alternative to instagram but looks like twitter um but it's like whatever nobody's really like i don't know i i go on there once in a while to see there's not much postings it's like whatever Mm. it's like you think about instagram you think about your your friends on instagram they're pretty much on threads that that's the same kind of people oh okay yeah so it just becomes the same kind of like it's it's instagram but with like twitter feeds now with no images it's it's weird it's like why have this you know (laughs) yeah because it's still owned by facebook so it's just like well why why does it exist i don't know why anything (laughs) (laughs) why anything (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's so funny because like um going back to like my day job when we're in the middle of like a bunch of projects and then like someone was like well if we're going to be merging then why should we do this now can we just wait and then yeah. someone was like well yeah if we're merging then inside of this project like why should we work on this other project and i'm like well if we're merging why do anything because all of us are just like questionable in terms of are we staying
0: yeah yeah yeah. yeah. that's just sad, so, sad.
1: <laughs> yeah I so, was like well come on guys like if just just act like nothing happened continue doing what we're getting paid for like then yeah that's that's fine you can think about this on your own time like me (laughs) (laughs) yes this own time (laughs) yes yes it's yeah i don't know i i honestly don't know what's going to happen we're just waiting it out see what happens for that
0: yeah mergers are always like questionable it's it's Always good for one party, like mostly like the, the heads of stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the people working is it's always crap. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I'm just like afraid of that situation where like we merge and then we'll shut you down. You know? Yeah. Oh jeez,
0: like, uh, but it's so big though. Your company is so big.
1: Yeah, I mean it is, but we'll see. I don't, I don't know yet. Like we'll see because like if we can lose our name and it has so much history. Yeah. You know, we can possibly be shut down. I don't know, we'll see. Yeah. I mean we are not for profit, so you know, there's that. I don't know. Like I'm I'm hoping celebrities will come save us. (laughs) Nonprofits tend to get donations from celebrities.
0: Oh man. Yeah.
1: But speaking of things shutting down, (laughs) we can move into the next thing, which is E3 is finally dead again, but now for (laughs) good. Yeah. So history, E3. Uh, 2019 was the last live E3. It was my first E3 ever and also my last ever. So 2019 ended up being the last live E3 forever, actually, because 2020 was virtual. And then 2021, they tried to bring it back. 2022, they tried to bring it back. There was just no interest or not enough interest Mm -hmm. from companies. So then... 2023, they finally announced they're fully shutting down for good. Um, Kind of weird to just hear E3 is gone, you know?
0: Wait, sorry, you, you, you got cut off for a bit. sorry. I
1: was saying it's weird to hear that E3 is finally gone.
0: Yeah. It, uh, I feel like with the pandemic and with everything moving into more of a digital state, it's becoming, uh, there's like less interest in that kind of like uh convention mm-hmm. like aside from like the the bigger convention like sanio comic-con those one are, are more doesn't have uh yeah i guess like those ones they're, they're not as revolved around like the technological stuff like gaming where mm-hmm. we just where a lot of like the gaming stuff like with like the game choice award you can just watch it's about like just watching trailers and unveiling trailers
1: that, yeah that, i I think part of it, too, because, like, uh, were were you, like, a reader of, like, GamePro magazine and EGM and stuff?
0: No, I wasn't.
1: Oh, you weren't? Okay. Like, me growing up, like, I read those magazines a lot, the gaming magazines, and mm-hmm. E3 was that, you know, mystical place of invite only, right? Like, only mm-hmm. industry, like, experts and industry active people can be invited to E3. Yeah. That made it unique. That made it, like, special and it's so like mystical and all that. Like people want to be at E3 Um, at the same time, because it was industry only, it was kind of like the only venue where, you know, retailers can kind of go there and then companies can advertise like, Oh, this upcoming game. So then retailers can be like, okay, we're going to purchase these copies so we Uh can sell it at our store. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's the hype machine. So it's true. And when it went public, I think it was like, A couple years before 2019 it became the public um facing so anyone can just go um it lost its magic a little bit because it became the thing of like why what's the point because now everybody sees it at the same time so yeah sure the public can go but i went i went and i had this whole image in my head of like the mystical magical e3 Mm -hmm. and when i was there it was like that's cool it's fine but it wasn't like amazing amazing you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It l- kind of lost its charm in a way because it's like all the stuff that I heard at E3, I could have just heard at home, you know? Yeah. All the stuff I've seen. Like, sure, there's a few collectibles here and there, but it just seems so accessible that it's like not even unique to be like these are exclusives. Um, mm. Yeah. And in terms of like announcements, it's like all of these things are being live stream announced anyway. So it's no longer special. So I don't know. I feel like that partially. Kind of killed the interest, at least for, you know, why would companies like retailers go to E3 anymore when they Mm -hmm. could access this directly online? Yeah. And then other companies like Nintendo, Sony, like Nintendo has their own Nintendo Direct stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Sony has their own Sony PlayStation Experience conference. They're all doing their own thing. So there's no reason for them to be at E3 anymore either.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean... It just looked like there was a pathway to see E three go down, but it's just like weird to me <laughs> to hear because E three has been such a big part of gaming that it's just so weird to see it just die off.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it's also it's also like that. That whole I feel like COVID played a big part of it because you yeah, said like, yeah. 2019, right? That's like be- right before COVID. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: 2019 in fall, that was the final one, and then COVID hit in uh, yeah t- 2020.
0: Yeah, and I think that, that kind of made people like shift mindset and stuff as well as just uh, in order to survive, they had to do this and the whole internet platform. Like you said, like uh, Nintendo probably had their own Nintendo Direct and had their own um, way of, of, of delivering the trailers uh, through uh, the, I guess like through, uh, through online and whatnot, along with other, uh, other big companies so it's just like well if everybody went their own thing and they didn't have time to wait around to just if probably didn't have time to wait around just say like all right well is e3 gonna do something because otherwise we're gonna be the the back and mercy of like what they they plan to do you know mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah it, it is kind of sad because uh, i don't know when, when you were at e3 Tony. uh what did you was it outside only or did you go inside and you try all this stuff out or
1: yeah, um it was uh it was at the LA Convention Center and uh they took up the exhibit hall and mm-hmm. then they took up some stuff on the outside of the exhibit hall. It was not like fully outdoor. Many many of the things were inside. Right. Nice. Inside meaning that inside there's two insides, right? Inside there's like the lobbies. Yeah. And then inside the exhibit hall. So yeah, it was it was cool.
0: Was was that I do to remember, was that what of like, they had like a uh, there is still somewhat a separation between like Uh, Professionals or like people in the industry and people uh, get access to certain areas, and then people who do not or or the public will have access to this bigger area, that sort of thing.
1: No, I didn't see any separation. Everybody was everywhere. Okay, cool. Yeah. I remember like this uh, indie site, they had a whole separate exhibit hall for just indie stuff. That was really cool.
0: I, I think that was like the probably the best part about E3. It's just like, uh, trying out the games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, and you just, if you like games and just go there, you just try all the games, all the demos, see what's there and then you build a pipe on there. I, I feel like I, it still can work, but now that people kind of like went separate or people as in uh, bigger companies went their separate ways and develop their own thing, it's a bit tougher to, to do that
1: again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like Interesting because it's kind of like a spiral effect, right? Because um because uh I mean spiral effect's not the word, but uh what's the word? Snowball domino. effect. Oh yeah. Yeah, domino effect, snowball effect, you know. Well it was like basically retailers not going there anymore, so companies are like, Well why? So we won't go either. Yeah. And so it just like got worse and worse and the E three is like, Well, we got nobody <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah
0: Yeah. yeah. It's kind of sad. So I just got sad. I kind of agree with you. It's kind of like one of those things where it would be really cool to have, uh, even if like, it's with the public, because I feel like now uh, it's it would be great because people can go and experience it themselves sort of thing, and they get more publicity, and the event, would I feel like it would do really, really well if it still kept on.
1: Yeah, but it's it's weird because it's like if they don't have the support then it becomes the public's gonna be like, well, what what are we here for? You know?
0: Yeah, that's very true.
1: Yeah. It becomes I mean, there's other alternatives now, like what's it called? Um, uh what's that? What's it called? Uh the the Penny Arcade Expo? Yep. Yeah. And they're done pretty well. I think this year's E3 was um handled by the people who did Penny Arcade. I can't remember if that's correct or not, but I think I heard that somewhere and then because people are like, even those people can't bring back E3 like something. Oh. Like that. So, yeah, uh, I remember like during the E3 2019, one of the big announcements, which was I wasn't really, I was like, oh, is this the first triple A type of game for VR? Um, it was like a unique, uh, what's it called? It, it was pretty much like a new franchise, like a new IP. Um, it was called, I think, like Stormland or something. Let me look it up. Stormland, you remember that? At no, all. not
0: at all. Stormland.
1: Yeah, it was like um action adventure. Yeah, it was for Oculus. Oh weekly. Yeah. Was Oculus out already in
0: 2019?
1: Um it was for Oculus Rift. Not oh. Oculus. Oh yeah. For for the actual like not, not the Taiwan. quest. Yeah. So I remember that being announced and it just seemed like, oh, that's cool. I wonder if this is gonna be big. And I never heard of it again.
0: <laughs> that answered yeah. your question.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was developed by insomniac cool because that segues into (laughs) (laughs) the insomniac hack did you hear about that no not at all what happened oh my gosh man the insomniac hack like there they were like ransomware people and um they just hacked let me just pull up some articles it was like the biggest like hack ever it just it goes beyond just the game so sure we know the timeline sure we know like the, the future game releases sure we know Wolverine um what's crazy is that the hack also uh leaked a playable build of the Wolverine game oh crap. that's pretty bad and then the worst thing is it leaked the information of over 400 insomniac employees Jeez. all their personal info so all their personal info, I'm, I'm guessing social too, because that's part of like working at a company, right? Providing mm-hmm. your social. So now they're on like Identity Watch. Oh, so God. it was just so crazy. It was like, I don't know. It, it, it was at like 1.6 terabytes of data. Oh God. <laughs> that's so, a lot. Yeah. So it's like, dude, I don't know, you hackers, like can you do something useful? Like, you know, hack corrupt like people or something like that instead of yeah. like, you know, just these video game companies. <laughs> so I oh don't know. That that was another big news from this year. It actually was just recent.
0: Insomniac is like um subsidiary of, of Sony as well,
1: right? Sony PlayStation. Uh is it? I don't remember. I know they're they're pretty big. I don't know if they're owned by Sony. Let me see. Yeah, uh they're they're you're right. Their their owner is Playstation Studios.
0: Okay. That is I remember like Playstation. They're they're very um they're very strict about things. Like USB and whatnot, because like, situation like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but now it makes more sense. Su- like, it, people can see why. Like, you never, even though it seems like random, like nobody would. Why would you want to hack into it? But there is still people that do steal stuff, steal information, and it's not mm-hmm. even just like with game stuff alone. It's just the the employees as well, and that's the the worst part.
1: Yeah, and it was like a ransomware attack. So I don't even. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, PSA for people. Hey, if you guys have anyone asking you the, for your password, never give you, give them your password. (laughs) It sounds like obvious, but people can pose as IT, right? And just be like, oh, something wrong with your account. We need your password to access it to fix it. Yeah. Um, I could tell you from working with IT, IT will never, ever ask for your password ever. There's no reason for them to. So if anything, they will ask for your permission to remote in. If you have a legit IT person, yeah. But no one will ever ask for your password. So don't give it away, ever. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's we, we deal with this in, in the healthcare side a lot, too, because I work for a hospital. And mm. we get drills from IT about this. They'll send a fake email over that try to pose as someone that's trying to get our, our account information. Or, you know, click here to reset your password. Don't yeah. click on links, man don't don't click on links <laughs> don't click on links that you don't know so yeah yeah i mean do you get drills like that for your workplaces too uh
0: i don't know about drills but we do get like people to uh we do get like reminders like hey uh be sure to just notify us if anything feels so off and then sometimes mm-hmm. like we we get something and then people would would flag it with like the it and say hey is this spam or, or it's a real person
1: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah Oh, that's interesting. So, um, I got a text message from an unknown number a couple months ago, Mm -hmm. and this happened more than once. And it basically said, Hey, um, it was nice to, uh, was it, um, I'm just trying to reach out to like meet all the employees. So, uh, you know, thanks so much for, you know, being great on the team and all that stuff. Uh, here's my number, reach out to me if you, uh, ever have any questions and, um, I could get your help on something. I I could get your assistance on something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was signed off with the name of the CEO of the hospital I work at, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, what is this? And then I checked with my coworkers and my boss, and they're like, yeah, that number's not hers. So yeah, I mean, they even do that. They got my personal phone number and knows that I work for a company with this person as a CEO and posed as the CEO to try to like talk to me.
0: Oh, that's scary, man.
1: Yeah, it's not even like a public, like, it's not like a LinkedIn message. It was actually a text message on my yeah. phone. So, Dang. yeah, so they do crazy things like that. But yeah, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> since we were talking about Insomniac and then you said that they are owned by PlayStation, the next headline was actually the PlayStation Portal was released this year. Yes, do you know what's what that, that is? No,
0: what is was that.
1: Uh, PlayStation Portal is the handheld remote play device for the PS5. So it basically looks like a Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. um, but it remotes play, remote plays your PS5 to that device. Its primary purpose is to uh, to do that.
0: So is it specifically with only the PS5 or is it like all PlayStation?
1: No, it's just PS5.
0: Oh, they're really investing into the PS5.
1: It's just weird because they're investing into a remote play device.
0: Yeah, but I mean, what what's weird about it? You have the PSP.
1: Yeah, but it's also the PSP is its own device. You can play its own games on it. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. But the the PlayStation Portal is like a two was it three hundred I don't know something dollars device mm-hmm. where it can really only remote play.
0: Oh, oh, gotcha. I, I was com- uh, I was confusing like remote play for just playing stuff remotely as in the portable.
1: Oh no, no, it's it's almost like a cloud service. It's almost like yeah. cloud gaming, but but remotely playing your own PS Five. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just streaming
0: your stuff onto the yeah, yeah. Pilot.
1: I could see a use case for that, but I wouldn't buy it for myself. I mean, it's just yeah, a lot of money.
0: It is. That's why it feels like very weird in a way because it's so niche. Because mm-hmm. getting a well, I don't know about now, but I mean, like getting PS Five before was like really hard, and now you have exclusive stuff such as PSVR two, and then now uh, the portal Play, uh, PlayStation Portal. It's like man it's cool they're investing into it but it's a lot of stuff for body into one specific type of games
1: yeah it's kind of weird right because then the nintendo got the switch and then like oh portable oh that's the big ending right now and then like you know playstation is like oh yeah that must be the big ending let's do our own for the ps5 but like, yeah <laughs> almost feels like half-assing writ, but making it more expensive
0: yeah yeah because I, I mean like we talked about like, the portable uh, uh, games before right or uh, portable gaming and then mm-hmm. it's just like, well, Steam that could play like all the Steam or PlayStation or, or PC games. Nintendo Switch, it has like the Nintendo games, but it can also play like some of, like the old uh like old Super Nintendo, like the old ROMs essentially, the classic games mm-hmm. as well. This one is just PlayStation 5. That's it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, you want to try to do like old PlayStation or anything like
1: that? Well, you could do your your PlayStation um cloud service with your which, you, which oh. you would pay for, like PlayStation Plus. Yeah, that's true. Um, you, you could do that. So you can do that um, as long as you have an internet connection. I think what what like makes me bothered is the reliance on internet for it. So yes. if you bring it out somewhere, you can't really do anything unless you have internet.
0: That's true. Yeah, no, that's very true.
1: Yeah, I wonder what Microsoft's gonna do. You think they're gonna do their own?
0: Probably. I, I feel like portable, game, portable gaming is definitely uh, like a new thing that people—not a new thing, but it's a uh, something that that more people want to venture towards like, mm-hmm. with the success of the switch and whatnot it's mm-hmm. and then like now the have seen that I don't see why not uh, more people will probably want to try it out and then wait wait a few years to see I don't know just different ways of doing things
1: yeah I, I like Microsoft's um line of like surface laptops and tablets so I'm hoping that if they do something like similar mm-hmm. for like gaming it would be in that kind of like surface branding or design. Mm-hmm. it would look pretty good
0: it's it's kind of funny like i'm uh like with the xbox i think we talked about it before like he, when it first came out the advertising was horrible <laughs> for the, the the xbox one x or just xbox one or something like that.
1: oh yeah
0: yeah yeah the yeah. naming of it yeah Or not even naming but it's just like uh, I, I don't really remember like it's just like a whole bunch of executives saying like oh the experience will be so different and very oh, ambiguous, yeah. <laughs> like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I that, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that doesn't say anything. But at the same time, well, when you try it, it actually you see like the 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 user experience was definitely very very smooth and and pretty nice. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> I have an Xbox Series S. That's my first ever Xbox machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when I booted it up and I was like loading the menu, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much smoother and snappier than any PlayStation. System I used yeah. for like just the main menu. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, they did a really good job on the UI UX.
0: Yeah, just the marketing sucked. <laughs>
1: yeah, why yeah. that random? Like the first Xbox, I think like they just randomly pulled the rock in, and then like the rock was like, oh, like this system is just like the rock. It's the most electrifying thing in you know so and so. Like, I <was> like what?
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah, but I'm I'm kind of curious like if they. Do make a portable one. I feel like it would be really successful, just because uh, Xbox is so big. On it's it's a essentially like a PC now, but with playing on on your con- console because mm-hmm. you can play PC games and whatnot as well. Um, so it has more opportunities. Uh, I think with like the, the games that you can play and more accessibility. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, if it, they do make one, I feel like it will be really it will be done really well. They mm-hmm. just need to market it really well and, uh, to sell
1: it. Yeah, I think so. Um, Segwaying into the next topic, Microsoft completes Activision Blizzard buyout. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now that I, <laughs> now that they uh, finish that, I'm I'm scared that if they do release a um, like a portable, then they're just gonna make all those Activision Blizzard games exclusive to Microsoft. <laughs> oh lose out on the playstation and the the nintendo and stuff
0: oh yeah yeah i don't know i feel like it. mm, yeah i don't know it's questionable i feel like they wouldn't yeah maybe maybe not
1: well they they did announce oh no never mind that's a different game yeah i i don't know i don't know what's going on we'll see yeah i mean with the whole like um i think there was like controversy about that with the modern warfare games the call of duty games so yeah they just buy everything (laughs) Yeah, Microsoft buys everything. They bought Activision Blizzard. What did that, what else did they buy? They bought Rare, right? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, it probably rare. They bought tons of things. But yeah, anyway, let's move on to the next thing. Um, <laughs> speaking about companies that buy things, uh, Disney announced. <laughs> uh, Disney announced some more uh, future things: uh, new Star Wars movies, um, a bunch of new Star Wars movies, a new Star Wars trilogy, a new Star Wars movie that rounds out the story of Ahsoka and the Mandalorian. Um, yeah, I personally am looking forward to this because I think Star Wars, Star Wars spinoffs are finally finding their footing. Mm. Um, they're actually good now because they got the good people working on them. So, like Dave Filoni, he worked on him and um, uh, oh my gosh, what is that guy's name? John Favreau. Um, both of them worked on The Mandalorian, and then Dave Filoni continued to work on Ahsoka, mm-hmm. and those shows have been really, really good. And they're giving him the reins of doing a movie to like kind of round things out to like complete his stuff. And then they are bringing back Daisy Ridley from the new trilogy to make another trilogy focused on her. So I don't know. I think it will be good. Uh, have you watched any of them?
0: Uh, no. The most I've watched was just like the, what got you call it? Vision. The, oh, okay. the anthology version of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've only seen like a few episodes of those and those look really cool. Uh, funny enough, I think I told you before. Like my my dad watched more Star Wars than I have. Like he watched, huh, yeah, he watched everything, including like all like the TV series and whatnot. Uh, and sometimes like he would tell
1: me about the lore. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he has become your Star Wars encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah, pretty much.
0: And I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I, I was not expecting it, so so it was kind of kind of cool to to hear. <laughs> Yeah, that, that well, he's taking interest into it.
1: Didn't he also also watch
0: One Piece? He did. He watched One Piece of live action, mm-hmm. uh, and then I
1: think he enjoyed it. Um, Maybe yeah. have, uh, have him watch the Yu Yu Hakusho, and then see if he likes it. Did, did you watch it yet, Tony? No, I haven't yet. I haven't that time. Oh, yeah, so, I don't know if I want to watch. That, to be honest, <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know if it's good.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I still, I, I still don't
1: trust adaptations as you should. So, um, there's a few more headings from this 2023 year. Uh, I'll just run through the headings. We, we might not have time to talk about it. but um, Sure. Uh, we already talked about that whole issue with the game the day before. Um, Grand Theft Auto 6 was finally announced. Um, Barbenheimer, <laughs> when the Barbie movie got released and then Oppenheimer got released and they dominated the box office. They were both dubbed as Barbenheimer. <laughs> Um, yeah and basically that's most of the headlines and then I wanted to end on a positive note which actually Barbenheimer kind of segues into it because that was also during the same time or close to the same time as, um, as uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie so Super Mario has had a really great resurgence this year uh, part of the sad news is that Charles Martinet the main voice of Super Mario uh, he <laughs> said he's retiring his voice um, but Sony, not Sony Nintendo is um keeping him on as the Super Mario ambassador, so that's cool, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome, yeah, so now he's just promoting Super Mario, and then of course, Super Mario world, the theme park got uh got opened up and was like super busy in in uh universal Studios in l a yeah. <clears throat> and then of course, Super Mario Bros the movie, so yeah, those are all the positive notes. Did you watch the movie? Yeah, yeah, I did.
0: It was really good, it was spared the night was expecting
1: yeah i i think uh i was expecting to hate chris pratt but uh i ended up not hating him i'm not gonna say (laughs) like i'm not gonna say like but i ended up not hating him (laughs) so yeah i i wanna i can't wait for them to start with this whole like nintendo universe and at some point do the super smash bros because they announced oh yeah the other announcement was they're doing a live action zelda movie Mm. Yeah, mm. Gero Miyamoto said he's going to be heavily involved, just like he was with the Super Mario movie. So the the thought of him heavily involved gives me some confidence, but live-action adaptations mm. aren't the best.
0: Yeah, I'd I, I rather... Why can't I just be, like, animated? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, some people want that live-action feel, right? No, I know. I
0: understand. It's like, man... <laughs> It, it's it's gonna be a hard sell, I, I would think.
1: It's gonna be Lord of the Rings <laughs> with Legolas. Oh. <laughs> it's true, but with only
0: one person.
1: With a Legolas that doesn't talk, like that's that's pretty much what's gonna be. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. yeah, how are they gonna do it with like the main character not talking ever?
0: Well, I probably, I probably, they probably won't do that, but they might have like the the fairy do all the talking.
1: Maybe. Because like with the Halo show, um, Master Chief they, he took a, his helmet off pretty quickly in the show. Which was like well, why'd you do this? This kind of destroyed the purpose. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, but um, We'll see. Um, see what happens.
1: Yeah. I mean I am excited for it because it's a long time coming for like a Zelda movie. That's true. So yeah. I think that's everything. I think that's all the headlines I had. Did you have anything?
0: uh no that's a lot dude that's a lot of stuff
1: You told me there was gonna be some oh well, you told
0: me there's gonna be a lot but i didn't expect this much
1: <laughs> yeah yeah So actually one more thing from taco douglas from super best friend video game sleepover uh, he told us to pass out all the topics and talk about lies of p the entire episode um so here's us talking about lies of p do you know anything about the game no <laughs> the,
0: first, the first thing i thought I was like oh is it like Life of pie with p <laughs> it's
1: it's it was nominated for one of the awards. Yeah. About it. Um, but yeah, I uh, know nothing about it either. So Taco Douglas, Mike Lopez, that's, that's our discussion about it. <laughs> you have fun with it though. I know you like it. So you have fun with it. <laughs> all right, man. That was like, what? Almost 90 minutes of recording. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have anything else? Uh, no, not at all. Um,
0: I have a question for you, Tony. Sure. Do you think this will be the final episode before uh, for the end of the year?
1: I think so, because there's only a few more days. I don't think there's anything else to record. I can't wait until,
0: like, after we finish the, the session, it's like, oh, wait, a denim. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I think we're good. I'm, the only thing is that if someone else, like, messages us, like, hey, can you talk about this? And, like, I know. <laughs>
0: The answer is no, because we already said no.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, sorry, guys.
0: Well, you had to wait until next year, which is in a few days.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yep. I was supposed to record with Lam about his Japan trip, but. um, Oh, he went to Japan. Nice. Yeah. He went to Japan. Uh, He just came back a couple weeks ago.
0: Oh. Is he jet lag I guess?
1: Yeah, he's been messaging me about recommendations on jet lag.
0: (laughs) On how to get rid of it? Yep, Yep. Oh.
1: No, he was messaging me on how to get jet lag. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I want it. I want to experience the jet lag.
1: <laughs> Gosh, no, it's terrible. <laughs> All right, well, no time for time travel. Hopefully, this is the last time we sign off in 2023. Uh, signing off, Herdiger of more speed. See ya. Bye-bye. love hello.
0: hello. I love, I love, I want to Come with me if you live I love, I love, I love, I love, I
1: love, I love, I love, I love, I love,
0: I love, I